Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome. Yeah, we're going to drink... We're going to drink Three Floyds, which we've drank Three Floyds in sub-conversations before. Yeah, we I have think not we drank actually it before, yes, when we highlighted or talked about Three Floyds, so we're going to go there. And, I think uh, that yeah. we avoided Three Floyds, and we'll get into this. I think we avoided Three Floyds because we had some personal feelings about the brewery, Fair. and we didn't want to necessarily, and not that we will... Like speak ill of anyone. No, no, no. Yep. Um, early in the podcast uh, lifespan, and now that we've gotten, you know, <laughs> a little more established in terms of episode count, yeah, I feel like while um, I appreciate Three Floyd's beer, mm-hmm. when we reach a point where we're talking about Three Floyd's, I don't mind telling you how I feel about Three Floyd's. Sure. Which isn't terrible i don't feel terribly about them but no. i do have some feelings yeah that's totally fair so we're starting with uh jinx proof lager which i don't think i've ever had so i think i've probably had jinx proof i'm not sure i could tell you when and i haven't had a lot of free- three floyds in a while i haven't in a while either there's been a bunch of places where they've had like gumball head on tap still which is very common um mm. this tastes really good though this is a really good lager. Although, Holy crap, it's hoppy. Full disclosure, we only just finished recording our previous episode because we tend to record two at a time when we meet. And so our last episode, we didn't we love, were not satisfied with the beer. We didn't love the, the beverages that we had sampled. So, so this is kind of the first <laughs> banger of the night for us. <laughs> but it's really good. It's got a, like, it's a, it's a very flavorful lager. Crisp, pale, refreshing lager, light malt sweetness, which it does. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a little hoppy for a lager, but it's got a really great flavor, really great crispness. Like it's a little it's, creamy and a little mm-hmm. sweet, and it's just got a little bit of all of those things. And it's I a really great, like it. Great, this is great combination. You can open another can of this. This is a really <laughs> smooth, well balanced flavorful lager Mm -hmm. it's exactly what i would be looking for in a craft lager yes so 100 absolutely i'm all for this so So, lauren yeah tell me about three floyds (laughs) brewing i know it's weird like i've been drinking three floyds for a long time now because we'll get into but they were one of the first kind of craft beers that i actually started enjoying right. yeah so um but so three floyds has been been around since 1996 it's cl- called three floyds because it was started by nick floyd 
um, who's a co-founder, his brother, and his father. Ah. So it is... I knew there was a third one, but I didn't know it was the dad. The three Floyds. Yeah, the dad was a nephrologist, like, so he did, like, kidney transplants and things. Sure, yeah. Um, I know what a nephrologist is. So, yeah, clearly. Um, So, like, he wasn't into beer really at all. Uh, Fun fact, he actually did a uh, kidney transplant for a Filipino dictator, Ferdinand Marcos, like, back in his time as Whoa. a nephrologist so like he was a good nephrologist okay. it sounds like okay um he's since retired but anyway so that is where th- the three floyds come from was you know the three of them um so yeah so they started in 96 uh nick uh was there kind of the the pushing one pushing this he secretly started brewing as a teenager home brewing okay he eventually went to siebel so like an actual you know education in in brewing um and then they started in 96 with a hodgepodge of equipment in an old like auto uh garage that they had to build out um, in Hammond, but it started with an old cola tank, a five-barrel brew kettle, and a repurposed Swiss cheese fermenter that they got from a Wisconsin scrapyard. And that awesome. is the equipment they started with in Hammond, Indiana, in 1996. Wow. So, not high tech, not high anything. Um, <laughs> they started with what they could scrap literally scrape together uh and that's where three floyds began so um their their kind of motto is that they they're they're they don't brew normal it's not normal by convent beers by conventional standards um they eventually their demand outgrew their capacity and they wound up contract brewing they contract brewed, brewed their first bottles of alpha king elsewhere they okay. didn't actually have the huh. capacity to do it until they um actually brought in a reconditioned old italian bottling line in 2002 that they installed oh. uh in their facility in 2000 they actually moved from hammond to uh munster which is where they are now in that same area same facility that they moved to in 2000 they've you know expanded um they opened a brew pub in 2005 and closed it in 2020 with no plans to reopen it right. um as of I've now heard that. Mm-hmm. um they had announced in 2018 a huge seven and a half multi-million dollar expansion for essentially adding different buildings and an outdoor space and things to the campus they're at now with the pandemic that kind of got put on a halt. Um, It sounds like they are waiting for some information and a possible tax abatement back from the county or the state to start back up um, with that. So they have done... Um, they have done some smaller things, but not to the effect that they had originally planned. Okay. On. So looking for, you know, some more expansion and things in the future. Um, they did, however, open a distillery across the street from right. the brewery in 2019. Um, so they did do that. You can purchase their spirits uh, only, I believe, at the distillery. I don't think they distribute. I know they didn't at first. I don't think that they have uh, started that up yet. So, 
Um, yeah, so pretty cool. Um, Alpha King was kind of their flagship, one of their main beers. And there's actually a comic book called The Alpha King. That's kind of like a D&D oh. type uh, comic book, but it is an official comic book that is The Alpha King that was based <laughs> off of some of the people that, uh, you know, started that. Um yeah, uh, something else I thought was kind of fun is that their fermentation tanks all get their own names. Okay. So there's some. There's one called the Blood Gorgon from uh-huh. a game. One's called uh, Prometheus, uh, and one that's called C Five. Um, but they're all from games or video games or shows or whatever interests okay. people have. Um, but they do name all of their f- fermenters, which I thought was kind of cute. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, they're most known or very widely known for Dark Lord. So yeah. Dark Lord Day, uh, Dark Lord, actually their first time it was brewed was in 2002 and they only, they only brewed like five barrels of it. Um, and essentially Nick was like, there's nothing's big enough. Nothing's good enough. Everything about this beer needs to be turned up to 11 and be the punkiest metalisty beer that you can possibly <laughs> make. And that was their, their shtick. Like they do a lot of collaborations with different, um, heavy metal bands and things like that. Like they're very, uh, they've had some dark bands that they've collaborated with, but the goal of dark Lord was to make it bigger and badder and everything than what was out there at the time when they started it. Cool. So, and every year, well, maybe not every year, but many years since then, they have a huge festival for its annual release. It's a Russian Imperial Stout. There's usually a bunch of variants. Um, it's coming up May 20th. So right. uh, they've capped their ticket sales the last handful of years since they've gone to ticketed sales at 6,000 people. Okay. Um, so there's 6,000 tickets out there to be had to go and participate and, and be there for it. In the olden days, it was more of a just camp out and get there when you can and wait in line. So... Uh-huh. It's different in this world, but they are still doing it this year. Um, I think tickets were like 200 bucks ish It's one of the most expensive Russian Imperial Stouts you can get out there. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And not barrel-aged. No. Just a regular, Just a regular Russian, Imperial. Russian Imperial. I think that's a mis... Um, something that people... Mis- yeah, yeah, a misconception about Dark Lord is that I think that sometimes people think it's a barrel-aged mm. beer, and then you kind of come to realize... No. That it's not. Yeah. So, which isn't to say that is a negative point about the beer. Um, no, it's just it's a, a just a fact, fact. one yeah. way or the other. Yeah. Um, I there were some actually interesting sounding variants this year. Uh, there's a there is a bourbon barrel aged Dark Lord with vanilla bean. Oh, okay. Um, there's a rye barrel aged Dark Lord um, variant. With cinnamon and pink peppercorn, I don't know how I feel about that. That one. sounds really strong, you guys. Yeah, there's <laughs> that a... one's gonna be spicy. Yeah, spicy <laughs> is a good way to put it. There's a port and Madeira barrel aged Dark Lord, so it sounds like all of the variants, a lot of the variants that they'll are be barrel aged are barrel aged. Yeah, fashion. so there's bourbon barrel aged with coffee, cocoa nibs, and vanilla. That sounds good. Um, and then there's dark. There's just Dark Lord aged in two years in single malt whiskey barrels. Like, no variance added, just just barrel aged. Sure. And then there's a rye barrel aged with freeze-dried raspberries, which was an interesting 
edition, mm. I thought. So those are all the variants. If anyone's heading out May 20th to Munster, Indiana, which is where they are currently housed, uh, those are the the other options that might be out that there. That is give a try. interesting. Yeah. Yes. I would be interested to hear how people feel about them. So yeah. if you try it, I would like to know what you think. For sure. Yeah. I'm- I have only ever had a little bit of regular Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. And then at one point I had a year old uh, French vanilla militia, which is oh, FBM yep. is what mm-hmm. most people call yep. it. So if you've followed Dark Lord for a while, you know about FBM. Yep. Um, because it's one of the more popular variants they used to do. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, it was good. It would not blow me away. But sure, I sure. think a big part of it was that it was a year old. Mm. And um, so the vanilla was pretty weak. And you know how I am about vanilla in the first <laughs> place. So if it's not that strong, I'm going to get nothing from it. <laughs> yes, yes. So. so, yeah. You do get, with your with your ticket, with your $200 ticket, so it's not, not that's not the cost of the beer, but you get a bottle of regular Dark Lord, three bottles of random variants. So that's quite a yeah. bit of beer for the price, honestly. Um, I mean, I think year. they used to give people more bottles yeah. for a similar price. Mm-hmm. I remember way back when Dark Lord Day was in that range, the $200 range. Yeah. That the only other beer festival with, that was that expensive was a beer festival that I think Cigar City has. Oh, okay, yeah. Where they do a similar thing, mm-hmm. where it's like a similar setup where it's a festival, like a rock festival with... Yeah, I mean, like, Cannibal Corpse is headlining this year. So, like, it's, uh, if you don't like metal, you might bring your, go get your beer and not stay as long. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. You can pick up your beer and leave if you want. Although, that's not the fun. From my understanding, from what I know about Dark Lord Day, which is not an event I have ever attended, it is an awesome party. People Mm-hmm. love it there's a lot of sharing going on which that is technically cool... not allowed sure sure, sure. <laughs> yeah but but people bring backpacks and they put everything in there yes and you get to try things that you wouldn't otherwise ever get to try that's because... part of exactly that's what you hear is honestly part of the most fun of it is yes. that being out and around people yeah so yes i agree i think it's supposed to be a really good time i think the environment is supposed to be really fun um, I don't really have a desire to go, um, mostly because I'm old now, <laughs> and I don't want to be outside drinking beer for more than two hours. That seems like a lot, unless I'm sitting next to somebody's pool and there's like eight other people there. Yeah, yeah, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. No, I'm, yeah, the outdoor walking around festivals, like I can depends on depends, but for the they most don't part, excite me. it's a no thanks. Yeah. For me. They don't excite me like they once did. Also, like if it's a large festival where you get to try many different breweries that I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, different different story. But yeah, I'm sure this is a great time. Uh, also, the music isn't really my jam so much. Um, right. But I'm sure the variants sound good. I'm sure it'll be great. But if you know uh, Three Floyds, you likely know them for Dark Lord. Or zombie dust, which, which is we will our drink. Beer, yes. um, but those are two of the more famous of the the craft beers that they make. So yes. Anyway, so that's Three Floyds. Um, and that's, let's talk about yeah. how we feel about Three Floyds yeah. really quickly before we move on. <laughs> My only, I will share an opinion about yes, yes, the yes. brewery 
there is the thought that Nick Floyd mm-hmm. is not the nicest dude. There's definitely been people there, who have said have said yeah, things to support that. Yeah, there's a way. There's a there is a a feeling that he might not be like the greatest dude to hang out with, right. and I think that part of that is that he feels really, really confident and good about what he has created here, mm-hmm. and you can't necessarily blame someone for feeling that way. Fair, fair. But yeah. I do think that there is an air about three Floyds at times, a kind of a superiority thing. I mm-hmm. felt that way on occasion. My brother and I used to uh, drive to Munster from work on a mm. lunch break to buy uh, cases of zombie dust when yep. it was impossible to get. You could go to the brewery and you could buy two cases yep. per person. That's what they would let you take. Yep. And mm-hmm. I would go and I would buy two cases, two full cases, 48 bottles of zombie dust <laughs> and put them in my brother's Z4. Oh, yeah. Uh, two cases for me and two <laughs> cases for him. I had to ride with a case in the front seat with me because only three fit in the Z4 trunk. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And uh, I remember standing in line for it and hearing the guy at the window say things like well obviously there's a line because there just isn't better beer in the area Uh. than the beer you get here now is he was that nick floyd no it wasn't actually it was a former sign stop employee (laughs) uh that we stumbled upon that's funny (laughs) it was funny um but it just eh, those types of arrogant statements kind of rub you the wrong way sometimes that being said, for a very, very long time, I believe that Three Floyd deserved all of the hype that it had. Yeah. Everything I had had was really good. When they upped their production, there were some conversations about whether or not Zombie Dust was as good as it used to be. Yep. Um, and I respect that. But they brought in Todd from mm-hmm. yep. uh, Surly, mm-hmm. right? And he's the Axeman. Todd made the Axeman. And Todd is awesome. Yes, he is a really and well-renowned really, head brewer. You yeah. can't really complain about that. Yep. So, you know, uh, you know, but is there is no one else in the beer industry a bit of a snob or an elitist? Yeah, come on. A lot of them probably are. A lot of these people who run these Frankly, breweries. Frankly, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. And so, I do think that yeah. sometimes when you're talking about the beer industry, as much as we love to talk about the brotherhood and the camaraderie and how... They collaborate with each other in a very impressive way. I think that there is a lot of like superiority feelings mm-hmm. going on that don't necessarily exist elsewhere. Well, and it's also interesting because, I mean, Three Floyds is the largest craft brewery in Indiana. Like, they just are. They mm-hmm. are the largest. They brew the most. Um, they sell the most. I mean, they sell over 100,000... I mean, they've, they've upped production year after year after year. So, yeah. um, you know, and I think that, that that likely does go to your head at some point. Hey, um, man. Michael so. Jordan thought he was the best basketball player in the world, and he was. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and then he tells everyone that he is. And he what still are you does. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do, you know? Like, yeah. how do you go, you know... It, 
you sell the most beer in the entire state and you don't feel you don't have yeah. confidence from it i mean i respect that you know yeah i do have one other little little thing about <laughs> three floyds that bugs me a tiny bit and it's really has nothing to do with the brewery itself okay and everything to do with the fact that every time there is a list of breweries from chicago oh three floyds is on it and they're not and it drives me so like there was an interview with nick that literally was like we went to indiana because it's cheaper like my rent was cheaper Uh, everything is cheaper like we're in indiana we started in indiana we moved just to another place in indiana like he lives in chicago like he lives in like the ukrainian village or something yeah so like but they're in Indiana. They've always been in Indiana. Like, yeah, they're I just not get a, a little, Chicago brewery. I get a little bit <laughs> of a twinge when people are like, I, you know, or you're in like a the beer travel sure, sure, group sure. that I mentioned to you yeah. earlier, and someone will be like, I'm going to be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Where should I go? And someone will be like, Oh, are you renting a car? You should go to Three Floyds. And I'm just like. There's so many reasons not to. Also, they don't have a brew pub anymore, nor yeah, is there, there anywhere is... to taste. You can buy beer to pick up. Yeah, that's it. That's a that's valid the extent point. of where you can go. Also, it is not anywhere near downtown Chicago. No. So I work in Oak Lawn and it takes at least 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. And Oak Lawn is at least 30 or 35 minutes from downtown. Yeah, it's not. It's not. So it's not we're city. talking about a good it's not in Chicago. hour. <laughs> but yeah. But anyways, so anyways, that's uh, three Floyds, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, When they did have their brew pub, their food was actually good. Very good. Pretty good. So yeah, I was I sad that food. they closed their brew pub. They had pub. a mean cheeseburger. They had some great cheese Their curds. tacos were like, good. They, everything was good. Now, their service was often crap. Mm. So I don't think that is what they wanted to be doing, the people that were working at ah. the brew pub. Perhaps. I had been there a number of times. Um, but who knows? So they closed during, um, you know, the pandemic, and they announced after indiana opened their i think it was like two days after they said that they could start you know reopening things that they were not going to reopen yeah their i remember that so, i remember that yeah there was a lot of a lot of talk about it if they would open or not open i think that honestly i think that that decision was 100 percent business oriented and i think it makes sense they don't make money from their brew pub sure it also was not big enough to just let people sit at the bar and do a lot of tastings they had tables but it wasn't a huge it was a place. pretty small place so and if, if you went yeah. there for lunch there was a good chance you were going to wait yep, for a for table sure. even mm-hmm. on a weekday yep so if they had just a tasting room that was just one giant bar with tastings maybe because then people could get there and t- try beer and and buy beer but yeah. i don't think the brew pub probably made them any money frankly and so when yeah, they full were kitchen, i mean yeah. has a lot i mean not not just the cost of supplying the kitchen sure. but also there's licensing and things like yep. that there's all kinds different of different standards that, that you have yeah. to meet exactly and that's exhausting mm-hmm. so i don't blame them for not because if we're if i'm looking at it from a business perspective it makes sense to close it they're sure. making way more money with their production and selling their beer and distributing their beer than they yeah. would off of the brew pub. So I get it. Um, but their beers are still solid. I mean, you can still find a lot of Three Floyds on tap all around the Midwest in general at bars and restaurants and things. I don't remember where I was at not too long ago, but the only beers on tap were a 
Gumball Head, I think, from uh-huh. Three Floyds. And then there was like a Goose Island beer. And like there wasn't a lot of others. I don't know where the heck I was. Where was I? Because um, <laughs> I don't, it wasn't around here. Like it wasn't, you know, a local bar okay. that I went to. It was some restaurant somewhere else. I don't remember what day it is. I don't know where I am these days. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it. definitely still popular and it's definitely distributed uh, widely and you can get it lots of places. And if you go on their website, you can see where it is near you. Um, I so think that's a good call. Let's transition away from uh, the brewery. Our long talk about Three Floyds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully you learned something about them you didn't know before. And yeah. if you didn't know about them at all, now you do. Now you do. Yeah. So let's talk about personal style. That's kind of what I've titled this in my head, what we're going to discuss okay. this topic. Um, as I commonly do, I thought about my own personal style as a child. I haven't really... Mm. I didn't really consider it as an adult, although I do feel like that. Most people have kind of figured out their style by 40. I feel like I have no idea what I like to wear. (laughs) Yeah, I think... um, I think that the pandemic made me wear far more hoodies and sweatpants than I ever thought I would. Yeah, sure. And now I have to like put jeans on to leave the house on a regular basis, which is fine. But I still generally am in t-shirts and jeans and a hoodie the vast majority of my life. I'm wearing that exact thing right now. (laughs) And, uh... For me, my work attire is very casual mm-hmm. in general. Like, that's the environment, and that's what sure, everybody sure. wears. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, not... It doesn't compel me mm-hmm. to buy elaborate outfits to wear to work, because I don't really do that. Yeah. Um, But I do... You know, like we're planning this trip, and I'm thinking of clothes that I want to wear on the trip, mm. and I don't want to just wear shorts and t-shirts for okay. 18 days, because... Yeah. Man, I'm in Rome. I need to be a little fashionable, don't or I? Romper, I mean, like, you know, or something. Yeah. By you the know, way, I hate rompers. So. Going to the bathroom and those things are the worst. Yeah, I love <laughs> me a romper in theory, sure. but like one day in Napa, I wore the romper. Mm-hmm. And like the problem with it was not necessarily going to the bathroom, but putting it back on after, it yeah. was a little tight in the shoulder, mm-hmm. like getting in it a stall. It is the worst. And I almost, yeah, I was just like, this is. This is too tight. Like the opening for mm-hmm. my arms to fit through. <laughs> and I, I was just like, I'm definitely I regret this. not a fashionista by any means. I often struggle and we'll go back to like childhood and whatnot. I often struggle now with like the f- handful of times that I am going out yes. somewhere to be like, what in my closet is appropriate for this venue? Because most of my attire is jeans and a and casual hoodies. shirt and a hoodie. Or yeah. in the summer, it's a t-shirt or a tank top. But it's still just relatively basic. Pretty like Old Navy level clothes, right? right? Like that's yeah. sort of where My jeans right at. now are literally from Old Navy. So, But then it's like, oh, we're going to go out to this thing. And I'm like, I don't even know what I need to wear to this yeah. thing. And do I own it or do I need to buy it? Yeah, yeah. I did a little bit of buying clothes for our trip Mm -hmm. and a little bit of like going through stuff I had that was like 
comfortable good for hot weather sure sure but also like a little nicer Got you it. know like when we yep. went to napa yeah i packed clothes that were nice nicer but comfortable yes then i because w- i knew we were gonna walk around some right yeah. and i don't want to die later Agreed. i want to be like this is you know i wore one like longer like summer dress mm-hmm. when we were on the napa trip yeah. and it was great it yeah. was it looked really cute but and it was really it was comfortable. comfortable yeah and um and it wasn't hot while we were there thank correct, goodness correct, yes um yeah. so i didn't roast in it that mm-hmm. dress is not going because to you will be we will roast i it's will be die hot. In that yeah. Thing. yeah 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 shoes is also the thing now that i'm like I oh, want yeah. them to be cute, but I'm not going to sacrifice my feet hurting all after wearing them all night. Oh, no. So. Yeah. If I learned one thing on our Napa trip, and I didn't wear the wrong shoes. Sure, I sure. had like a pair of flats that I wore most mm-hmm. of the days we were out there um, that were great and sure. cheap, too, which was awesome. Nice. But um, one of your other friends that was on the outing with us, Barb, mm-hmm. had a pair of just like really nice simple white low top gym shoes yep and i was like i need to buy one pair of nice white gym shoes that i can wear with with like a sundress yes that looks acceptable because Mm -hmm. like my gym shoes that i brought on the trip were just like black and white converses yeah Mm -hmm. and i was like i think there was one morning where i was like should i can Mm -hmm. i just wear these like can i pull that off and i'm like with the outfit I have, no. But if you had just a white pair of plain I could have gym worn shoes, it with almost any of the right? outfits that I brought, yes. and I would have been comfortable and looked yeah. nor like yeah. everything flowed well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's as, what counts for me. <laughs> as a child, I wore dresses every single day until the age of ten, <laughs> even in the winter, every day. That was my personal style as a child. <laughs> when it comes to my kids. And I kind of started with when they were babies, which is not their personal style. It's sort of my style for (laughs) them. Sort of. It is. Uh, I was really big on the whole, like, just a onesie when you're just, like, sitting around the house with your baby. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, just a onesie. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, my kids never wore shoes before they were walking. No, I don't do... think my kids did either. And no judgment, by all means. Oh, it's no, no. It's really just a price thing. I'm not going to buy shoes because well, I'm cheap. The, I'm totally in that. Like, even now, I'm like, these are going to last three months. Oh, my God. Why am I spending $70 my, on gym shoes? But... Yes, I spend $70 on gym shoes for my kids, but my kids do not own 10 pairs of shoes. They own, like, three. Oh, yeah. Our kids own literally two pairs. One, like... That is probably on their way out, and one that is newer, and then we rotate. Like, yeah. no, they don't own. My daughter owns more because she has like a pair of boots and a pair of dress sure, shoes. Sure, sure. But the boys quite literally have two pairs of gym shoes and a pair of sandals at right. all times because you say, just don't know. Like, you always go have to the hotel, box. right? Yeah. So those are the things they have. But like, when we're looking for like it's Easter and you're wearing a button-down shirt and i literally you just wear the nicest gym shoes you have that is exactly we don't have dress shoes for quite literally anything no so that's exactly what we do i actually bought my kids like basic canvas loafers just Mm. like really like Mm -hmm. almost like old school vans looking shoes and i think they're awesome 
and neither of my kids wear them. And they're Target, and I probably paid $10 for them. They're not expensive. Yeah. And I am sort of like, why don't you ever wear these? Yeah. Like, they're so easy. Yeah. Like, if if we're just going out for, like, breakfast with my family on a Sunday morning... Why put the gym shoes on? Right. Just slip into these, man. Yeah, I bought the twins a pair of each of just Toms. Just yeah, like basi- slip on. That's basically yeah. what they are. And yeah. these were, I only bought them because they were like 75% off. Oh, so yeah. like, But they both have them. And I'm like, they, they're just plain. There's nothing yeah. to them. Just can't. I have them by my front door in the hopes that somebody will eventually put wear them, them on. someday. But they haven't. Yeah. No, they, yeah. But yeah, we, part of my, you're just in a, onesie with no shoes was i had twins and i was like just to keep you dressed and with a clean diaper is enough for me i'm not like wearing yeah, any cute coordinating that. literally anything like as long as you're dressed that's good enough uh yeah <laughs> i also from baby one to baby two for me personally switched mm-hmm. entirely to zip up jammies Oh, yeah, no buttons. There are no buttons. There were snaps for the firstborn. Yeah, zip. Those did not get put in the drawers no. for the second. All zip. We zipped. Yeah. yeah, and if I didn't have a lot of zip-up jammies, that would be a purchase I would make. Yeah, yeah 100%. We'll buy I will yeah. do laundry twice a week to avoid snapping up pajamas. Yeah. That was Inevitably, an they were wrong, had. too, because it's the middle of the night, and I'm half asleep, and I'm just, no, that is not a thing oh, that yeah. I can want I just to ever contend with. I cannot snap. So, yeah, when I, now also, whenever I'm buying things for new parents, you always. stuff the, like that. Yes, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, what would I up. have wanted yeah, at that's that a point? Very, <laughs> that's a very aware Mm-hmm. and appreciated uh gesture yes, i think on yes, your part that so. is definitely yeah what i, I go also for. when they got a little bit older i was a big fan of overalls rather than Aww. pants <laughs> my kids wore a lot of overalls i think we got a bunch from my brother mm. like corduroy overalls gotcha. and stuff like that yeah. and i thought first of all they're adorable <laughs> second of all i don't know i just feel like if you're a baby, you want to be as comfortable as possible, and overalls seem more comfortable than pants. Yeah, fair. So we did a lot of overalls. Okay. Um, once they got older, they started to pick out their own clothes and dress themselves mm-hmm. and do those things that they're all doing now. Yep. Um, my kids definitely went their own way. And I know you said that when we oh, were yeah. prepping for this. You mm-hmm. said that you felt that way about your kids. Mm-hmm. My older son is a fan of like long sleeve shirts he used to chew on the sleeves although i don't think that's why he likes them but it's why he liked them (laughs) for a while um he's not picky about jeans or khaki he'll wear any kind of pants yep um but he never used to wear like hoodies and sweatshirts Hmm. like if he wore a t-shirt or a long sleeve shirt the next layer was the jacket there wasn't really an in-between layer for him yeah he also overdresses, though, in the summer. He will mm. wear hoodies now as a middle schooler. He's got, like, a, a, a school hoodie that he wears. My son just skips the jacket altogether and feels that if it's above 32 degrees, that a hoodie is sufficient in yes, any Yes, I was weather. going to get to that. I have one of those. Uh, <laughs> he overdresses in the summer, though, and mm. we have to fight him to go back and change out of sweats okay. on the 90-degree day. Oh, wow. We get a lot of that. He's the same way with pajamas. Mm. He will put on his warmest pajamas regardless really? of the weather. Oh, huh, interesting. Yes. 
Um, I had to at one point actually take them out of his drawers so that he and wouldn't hide them. Pick them. Yeah. Because he, and the worst part about that is because we all know I'm a super attentive mom, <laughs> and so they were found in his closet like two years later when <laughs> little brother had grown out, out of, of them. them, and then they were useless to you. Got it. Yes. So I was just like, well, these are going straight into the donation pile yes. because everyone is the wrong size. For <laughs> yep. Them now. So that was, you know, it had a lesson for everyone. Yes. <laughs> so what about your uh so you said your son so my is a, son a hoodie person when my, it comes to winter <laughs> yeah so my son would be if it's november him in shorts and a hoodie is not unheard of uh-huh. because he would wear shorts all year round if he was allowed like he was in shorts yesterday it hailed and was 40 degrees yes but shorts my, and a hoodie is how he left my house yesterday. Yeah, I so. well, and like I said, I will get to it. But honestly, that's a big thing for my nine-year-old. Yeah. He is. He Same. wore shorts yep. and a hoodie yesterday yep. as well. So he, he is did. not a big fan of large coats. He would prefer just the hoodie. Sure. He also doesn't care like jeans, pants, sweatpants. Like he literally whatever's in his drawers is yeah. clean. He'll just not throw like, it on. Have a sensory thing when it comes not to clothes. All. No, could care less. He doesn't love tags a lot but like he doesn't i think that's a kid thing though it's because not, i remember that yeah, as a kid and i still sometimes yeah it's, cut it, a no, tag out there's of like so a many cardigan. things that don't have tags anymore they're just that's printed on especially for the kids yeah, so i wish they did that for adults yeah right i'm um, the one with the sensory issues more in so my than family the children, yeah. yeah i cut tags out of stuff yeah, i do fair. i'm yeah, sorry no, I, just, I, I do it's just cardigans really okay because i don't know why the tags and cardigans are always like stitched all the way around the edge of it and then you get like a sharp corner yeah yeah, and it then it's just bothers fair. me. It's I don't. Yeah, yeah, I hope it doesn't now ruin cardigans yeah. for you. But like, <laughs> it just bothers me, and so I take out like I have a seam ripper. For yeah, my I was saying you bust out the seam ripper, and I get it and out, and take... I pop off like a corner, and then you can just kind of pull the thing yep. off, and it's gone, and I didn't rip my cardigan. Perfect, and, and it's not going to stab exist. you in the neck. <laughs> and no one needs to know where I bought it because it's got some brand. That's yeah, what the tag is cares. anyway. It's not like I'm weird about tags in the sense of oh i don't want anyone to know what size oh god no it's just because it it's annoying yeah not because can't of that stand feeling it yeah, on no me. my kids are generally fine with that stuff but my my youngest yeah so he's the shorts and a hoodie person most of the year so with him it's more like you need to go put pants on it's snowing out yeah and you need to wear a winter jacket like the, this is yeah. something that needs to happen right clothing wise he literally will just wear whatever's clean like he the one day he had like an orange shirt and like green sweatpants and i was oh, like so man. that's what we're going with today he's like yeah i'm like i don't even care that's fine like it's clean it's the appropriate weather i'm right. just not arguing with You're you at this not point a huge fan like, of this color combination this doesn't really make sense to me but it is what it is and so like he doesn't care about yeah any i get that. a lot of my kids come out in the christmas shirts it's so, like we'll buy like a long sleeve shirt to wear on christmas day mm-hmm. something comfortable but like yeah and you know i'll put it in the closet before christmas so that yeah. they can wear it a couple of times sure um my son wore his christmas shirt like three days ago and i was just like you know it's april yeah this was april but yeah, yeah. like you know that christmas was like a few months ago <laughs> And he'd be like, but I really like this shirt. It's got dinosaurs on it. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. I always buy the dinosaur Christmas shirt. Why is that? I don't know. 
But yeah, I have to pull those. Ah, or they because will they will worn. continue wearing them into like June. And yeah. I imagine that there are times where the teachers are just like, what the heck is going yeah, on here? What? Where's your parents? Like, do they yeah. know what's... Did you just leave? Like, what? At least they're dressed, yeah. And again, my yeah. son has... For like a minute and a half, he like put gel in his hair and he combed it. That was very short lived. Like maybe if he's going to something, he'll do that. But very, very rarely. Like he is not. That's not his thing. He just doesn't really care. Like he keeps his hair short, so it's never really a mess. Yeah. But otherwise, like fashion is just not something he generally cares about at all yeah now i will say my daughter doesn't care about common like popular fashion she just wears whatever she wants to wear okay which is usually like completely not matching prints but multiple prints like i'm gonna wear stripes with flowers with something else like she is very much a hodgepodge of (laughs) things when she leaves the house there's been some very interesting outfits she has purposefully put together oh sure or she's just like these are the pants i grabbed this is the shirt i grabbed i'm like but it doesn't match she's like it looks fine like it looks fine that's That's what this episode is called that (laughs) is fine it looks fine it looks fine yeah so she uh she has her own sense of style which is very unique to anyone else so yeah but and some days it's literally just like i'm lazy and some days it's like an effort was put into wearing whatever this hodgepodge of things was and it's hard to tell which is which though sure because some days it's like oh you tried to put this together and other days it's like this was clean and at the top of the pile yes and And you're right i get a lot of that question uh for myself with my youngest Mm -hmm. who seems to have a lot of those qualities i will say my oldest is more of the mix and match type person Mm -hmm. where he'll come down wearing clothes where i'm like this is not this this does not match i'm not going to tell you to change you be you but you are not wearing a matching outfit yes that is all i am done enjoy your day (laughs) whatever just so you're aware i'm just putting it out there so that someday when we're looking at the rehearsal dinner photos (laughs) the slideshow you ask me why i let you wear that we can revisit this conversation (laughs) at that time and uh my youngest is very picky about Mm. he's a little more like sensory aware when it comes to like clothing textures and Mm. things like that my daughter hates jeans oh yeah just denim in general she just can't stand it nine-year-old will not wear jeans she is she is not a fan he will very rarely make an exception because he has like one pair of jeans that are still like an elastic band rather than an actual Mm. like button and zipper walmart still has those up to like size like 20 in kids so my oldest because he's autistic and he struggles with like buttons and things we still buy denim that and he he actually could care less like he the sensory thing isn't there it's not a texture thing but we need to buy the ones with the elastic waist. Right. So my he has some. little yeah. one definitely, my nine-year-old definitely mm. feels very strongly about the comfort level mm. and what he finds comfortable when sure, it comes sure. to clothes. Yeah. 
and he is not a fan of jeans. He won't really wear khakis either. He's oh, really just Oh, none of my like kids sweats. actually like khaki pants at all. Yeah. I will... So I've resorted to just denim for, like, holidays because it's really just yeah. a... It, it's just better than sweatpants at this point. Ugh. So, like, we do have them. My daughter can get away with wearing a dress, but she also does not like... The only pair of jeans, and I'm using that term lightly is that they're like jeggings they're not right. even jeans yeah but she does not like the texture of denim which i understand like i get it it's just not her not her cup of tea yeah so my youngest also is very picky about his socks oh. he only likes to wear like like longer socks okay you know yeah go up the calf some. Oh, okay and he also one time i apparently bought what he considered cheap socks <laughs> i assume that was what he believed that they were too cheap and so he went and he pulled all of the elastic strings out of them over time oh man so then you wouldn't be able to actually wear them they were just like right they're just limp there's no fabric yeah because he was able to pull out the elastic pieces that were woven into them oh my gosh yeah they were everywhere in my house by the way They were everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you're going to, like, kill the cat. With right? You it's need a to choke stop. on this. Yeah, yeah, you're going to stop. You need to stop destroying your socks. Just throw them away. Just yeah. throw them away, and I will get you new socks. Yes. We're not doing this. It was... Yeah. It was... Wow. Crazy. It was, I will say... I'm sorry, but it was crazy. None of my kids care about their socks even my son who's autistic like he'll put his socks on they'll be backwards upside down inside out like Mm -hmm. doesn't have a care in the world like he just whatever doesn't yeah makes no difference my youngest feels very strongly about socks and my oldest used to always wear just like ankle socks Mm -hmm. but now he wears a pair he has high tops Mm. and he feels more comfortable wearing socks socks, that have that cover his ankle where his shoe meets because he got like a little you know yeah yeah, because it was rubbing against probably yeah yeah and so now he wears uh longer socks with those shoes so he probably doesn't care honestly yeah but it's just the comfort that is just yeah Yeah. functional for him yeah most of my kids wear ankle socks with the exception of my son when he plays lacrosse we bought like soccer socks almost they're like knee-high socks so they go up much higher than but otherwise they literally they don't care and my oldest takes off his socks all the time he just doesn't like wearing them at all he will like when i'm like you have to put your socks on to put your shoes on to go to school right but once he gets home he's like no i'm done with these like they're 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 off so my oldest um likes lots of very bright colors so like you know there's you know very fluid gender styles these days in clothing and whatnot which actually works out fine for him because he loves rainbows and bright colors and like sure anything possible like that so he usually is in like sweatpants and a t-shirt for the longest time he didn't like long sleeves he would chew on them too and so we just stopped having him wear long sleeves for the longest time now he's cool with it but he uh mostly is literally a t-shirt and sweatpants 90 percent of the time yeah. unless it's like sounds like a good we're going gig, somewhere nice you need to put on your 
nice jeans or like that is the extent of it like we ever god forbid we have to actually go to like a wedding or something and they need to like buy dress pants like i don't even know what we're gonna do with that because none of neither of the boys have anything dressy at all well i will tell you this because i went i searched high and low for a button-up shirt for my son Mm -hmm. uh target actually sells Mm. like suit pants and jacket sort of combos so like you can go there if you were desperate if i had to you could or h&m is a good one Ooh, and there's one in the promenade okay which is not far from no my kids are such a weird size because like my oldest is probably like four inches shorter than me now right so he can fit into men's medium size clothes now sure so like i can probably buy him and just get something hemmed if i had to in terms of pants but if he had to wear like a suit jacket, I have no freaking clue what we would do yeah, with that. H and M. Like you yeah, would go to H and M. That's probably. <laughs> so if we have any events coming up, that will be a whole new hurdle that yeah, we maybe have to. We'll, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that day will be coming for us eventually. We'll have to start talking about what we do with our kids at formal events yes, because. Yeah. Not yet, but in the coming years, some of our friends' kids are going to start getting married and oh, yeah. start yeah. having formal, you know, graduation mm-hmm. ceremonies. That all are kinds all of things that we'll actually and- have to wear. Like, yeah, my friend's son will be in a, you know, they'll do like quinceaneras. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah. some people will have to wear a suit for that depending on what your family friends yeah. etc are in the coming years or yeah, weddings there's still some new weddings that will be coming up in our lives and who knows so yes right? all right formal attire will be a whole different topic yeah we'll <laughs> get to that we'll do a formal yeah. attire episode yes, maybe yes, yes. <laughs> my uh my the boys could care less about their hair and i was saying that my daughter likes to keep her hair short but now she likes to color her hair. Oh. So that is something that is newer. And she gets to do it if she keeps her grades up. Okay. Um, because I don't care it's hair. It'll grow oh, back. Oh, absolutely. So, yes. so if it's I have a no reward for, that. I feel for that way about keeping my kids. up yeah. here something and that's what you want, then cool. Like she's colored her hair purple a couple of times now. She wants to try blue next. And nice. like it's salon color this isn't like i'm going to the store and buying a box like she legit goes with me and gets it done professionally but she is uh she cares about that she doesn't care if her hair is clean or brushed or straight but she cares about what color it is so who knows she's starting she's starting to have an interest in makeup as well Ah. which a lot of other of girls her age have started that like her one friend she went to her birthday party back in February and she wanted makeup for her birthday. Yeah, so I'm I think like, you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like wandering off to Sephora to buy like a kid friendly makeup set. Okay. Which they kind of make. Like this one, it was yeah. like gummy bear themed. Aww. Like, so kinda I'm like, cute. is this for, it's kind of for like tweens, I guess. So Oof. yeah. I know it's weird but yeah so she's starting to have an interest in that so she doesn't work to school but if we're going on like a nice dinner or a part like a get some sort of event I allow her to wear some um but yeah it's a it's a weird new thing that we're adding to our repertoire here is yeah to do that so 
yeah, we'll Crazy. see how that goes. I'm not a huge fan, but you know, it is what it is. They're growing up. The twins both wear watches now on a regular basis. My youngest wears a watch. My oldest did for a long time, yeah, but hasn't lately in a mm-hmm. while. Yeah, hasn't lately. Yeah, so that's an accessory type thing. My youngest, my son, has started wearing like a shark's tooth necklace sometimes what? i'm like are you wow a he's so edgy like what <laughs> what is this and he's like i just like it and i'm like okay that's oh that's my fine. goodness i think that my youngest <laughs> is going to see that necklace and want something like that yeah, that so. sounds like him yeah so that's something that we've added recently is is that that he keeps on his like nightstand or whatever and he will put oh it goodness, on so cute maybe not every day but he does often wear it so that's something that he so does funny. purposefully put on so it's kind of funny but <laughs> yeah so i don't know they're they're definitely different my husband is just jeans and t-shirts that's quite literally my husband is too that's all we got we made had a suit made for the wedding that we went to um you know last two last month i guess it was because he truly hadn't bought a suit in years yeah and he had lost quite a bit of weight and i was like you are you need a suit like you need one that fits you yeah sure definitely he now has one suit that is made for him my husband brought that subject up like (laughs) two years ago or a year ago like he was like i really think that i should buy a new suit because Mm. same he hadn't bought a suit in several years and uh, probably almost 10 years at this point and was um, a long time for us yes yeah and was just like i really you know i don't fit into my old suit and i really need i think i should get need i think i should get a new suit Mm -hmm. and i said okay well Mm-hmm. Next time something is on the horizon that you need that a suit necessitates for. a suit, we will. You can go ahead buy sure. something nice, but not crazy, yeah. but like that you're happy with that you mm-hmm. think maybe for some years you would be comfortable yes. wearing. And he was like, "Great." And we have not had that event <laughs> that come he needed to have up it. yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, I I'm not. And if he came up to me tomorrow and said, you know, I know we tabled that conversation, sure, but sure. I really want to buy a suit, I would be like, after the vacation, then you can talk about it. Yeah, we'll look at the bank account and you can buy a yeah. suit. <laughs> yeah, well, and Brandon said like now that he has a suit that he is comfortable in, he's more likely to I wear it. I think that's it. totally true. I mean, so, like we go yeah. out. For at least our anniversary mm-hmm. dinner, we'll go somewhere pretty yeah. fancy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've dressed up, yep. you know, dressed, dressed right. up. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, I would fully support the idea of him wearing a suit on yeah. those occasions. Oh, for and sure. And if it was, if the deal breaker was that he just didn't own one he was happy with mm-hmm. or comfortable in, then I get it, and I one hundred percent support the yeah. idea of getting mm-hmm. a suit. Yeah. Well, we we I pushed him to do this because we did have a wedding we were going yeah. to, and I was like, okay, this is a good excuse to do it. Let's just do need one. Like yeah. we can't go to this wedding without getting a new suit. Let's just get you one made for you. My brother gets all his suits custom made for him, so he went to where he goes. Nice. And he went for a couple fittings. 
the dude literally just does it from bolts of fabric. Like he measures it and starts from scratch. So everything is custom. The pinstripes nice. are custom. The buttons are custom. The lining is a picture that Brandon picked out that's custom. Wow. It has his name on it. Like it is 100% made to fit his body. That's awesome. And so when he put it on, it looks great and he is comfortable in it. That's so awesome. That's I was a like, really great. That's a good you, motivator. If to you do that. will wear this because it you are comfortable in it, then I'm willing to spend a little bit more to do that versus one that you will just complain about because it's not comfortable. Sure. So that's where we're at with that. But otherwise, he wears a uniform at work, so that's not a thing. And then every other thing is, you know, jeans or shorts, T-shirts, and a hoodie. And that's just it. That's all that there is, really, because we don't do a whole lot that would necessitate something else. But now I'm happy that he has a suit that fits him and that he likes and it looks good on him so i'm i'm glad we went that route and i was like well now we have to go to more things that you can wear this i to. love it yeah and what I'm a great like, excuse yeah so. we can totally go to a fancy restaurant and you can we have something else to wear now yeah so that sounds good yeah so anyway so that's his his style i guess which is not much <laughs> uh, it's some <clears throat> yes so, all right, let's finish with zombie dust. Let's finish with zombie dust. Yes, I'm ready for some. All right, so this is actually, isn't this an A? It's a pale ale. It's an APA. It's an APA. <clears throat> um, this zombie dust they started in 2010. So it's isn't their, you know, flagship. It isn't what they started with, but it is one of their probably most famous beers. Yes, it is what we used to trade to the East Coasters for their stuff. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me, for their stuff. Yeah. And uh, and it was great. I and do, it is good. It is good. I do. Um, I'm sure it's my memory, but I do feel like it was different. I think most people feel that way. I had... I. I have probably had more zombie dust in my life than any other beer. I probably haven't caught up to zombie dust yet. Zombie dust is what I drank when I first get into beer in general. Yeah. So I would also go and I remember getting a case of beer, a case of zombie dust and bringing it home and I would have it for, you know, parties and people to come over and drink it myself because my husband never drank it and actually hates zombie dust. Like, Well, that is a shame. Yeah. But it's I mean, it's way too happy for him. He's just not. Yeah. Not, it wasn't not a beer a style my husband liked either. Like it wasn't yeah. something he appreciates zombie dust as a beer for what drinker, it is. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. he's not, not his a favorites. fan of the style. Yeah. So this was definitely something that uh, I drank a lot of when I first started really liking craft yeah. beer. Is sure. Definitely. Yeah something that i it is good you're right the memory of it maybe is better than this um it's, it's still a great apa and i yes. still think that everyone should drink it at some point if you like beer because i think it's historically important it's like when we talk about yeah. bourbon county yeah everybody like, should try it at some it's point important mm -hmm. you should drink it yeah it's good it's got a good head it's got a good flavor it's got a good aroma i mean it's still good i just think that you know the like nostalgia of it perhaps i feel like maybe i remember it being a little bit more creamy or something yeah, um, yeah maybe but yeah. i haven't had zombie dust in a bit to be honest with yeah you. i can't remember the last time i had one i don't see it out very much um, yeah. And when I do go out to places that don't have like an extensive beer list, 
I'm usually that person who just orders like little something something sure. because everybody it's has safe. that. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah, which yeah. is good. And yeah. if I drink two, I get a little tipsy sometimes. So that's, Not always, but sometimes. Yeah. And I love that. Fair. <laughs> I do feel like I see Gumball Head on tap more than mm-hmm. some of the other Three Floyds beers. Yeah, I think that's it's true. Pretty common, pretty easy drinking. It's like a universally not, yeah. kind of liked style. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit more on one end maybe for some people than others like the lager is also much more mild of a it's very good but it's a milder flavor than this is um you know i think that this is one of the first beers that use really use citra hops in it um oh yeah this was kind of what brought though that kind of hop you know varietal kind of into more popularity because this sure. was the first to to bring to really use that in, in a large quantities so um but it's still good still tastes like what it's supposed to taste like uh right but it is definitely a strong flavored beer i think so but. yep and there you have yeah. it cool you guys thanks for joining us again and we'll catch you next time thanks Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all. 